So we have a new beginning and an ending this week. So the new beginning is Kathy Harwood, our youth pastor, had her baby. Baby Tommy was born this week. So there's a little guy. He's doing great. Kathy's doing great. His siblings, dad's doing great. So praise God for new life and new beginning. So we're excited. And Kathy will be away on maternity leave for a while at this point. And, but the teams, the youth teams are continuing the ministry and, and uh, youth groups are gathering and, and the small groups. So we're just, we're just excited for them. So that's, that's a, a big thing to celebrate as a church. Now the ending this week is we're ending our series of Ezekiel. So stop smiling. Come on. This has been, uh, it's been good. It, it, we end with this vision of a river and it's a river that's full of fish. And I love this image. I'm a fisherman. And um, I love fishing. I went fishing yesterday. I was out with a friend most of the day yesterday. We had a great time and we were talking about fishing and we were talking about Ezekiel and we're talking about this passage of scripture. And um, I love uh, fishing, teaching my friend how to ice fish. Uh, But river fishing, that's my heart. And Ezekiel waiting, he's actually in the water, you know, up to his knees, up to his waist. And, you know, I'll, you know, when we go wading, even if you're wearing chest waders, they say don't wade past your waist because it's really dangerous. But we always you try to get that one more cast a little further, and you're up to your up to your chest, and it's uh, it's just a just wonderful image of uh, a river teeming with fish. But Ezekiel's river, true to form, is a little strange. Uh, it flows out of a building. It's kind of strange. It turns, in, it turns the Dead Sea into a living sea. That's ecologically impossible, basically. There's seemingly magical fruit trees that never stop fruiting, and the leaves of the trees have this healing power to them. So a little, little bit out there, true to form. But if, just like the other parts of Ezekiel, the themes, the images, the visions, they're the same throughout Scripture. We, we see these things all throughout Scripture. God, through his messenger Ezekiel, he just tells it in ways that are a little bit more extreme, uh, a little bit more intense, or just expansive. He just uses a lot of words to describe these things. And, and sometimes they get described in bizarre ways or strange ways, as we've seen. But all this, it's the same God with the same purposes accomplishing those good purposes in the world. They're being shown to the people of Israel who are living in exile, and they're shown to us living today um, in, in light of the work of Jesus Christ. So it's the same God, the same purposes. We're going to see that. So we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at the river, Ezekiel's river, and then I want to look at the other rivers in the Bible because very similar rivers are described throughout Scripture. And then lastly, today. Does this river exist today? Is it accessible? Can we fish in it today? Because we live in a world that is dry, thirsty, dead, sick, in many ways hopeless. Uh, And you may have come here today. You may gather to worship and feeling a little dry, or feeling a lot dry. Um, There, you know, if I were to say, If there was a supernatural, life-giving river, I could probably use that today. Or you know someone in your life that if there was a supernatural, life-giving river available to flow today, how do I get there? How do I find it? 
And uh, people we know and we love, our family, our friends, neighbors, coworkers, need this life-giving water. Pray that we might understand it today. Let's pray. Father, we confess up front that we need this, that we, we are dry, our world is, is dry, and this image of a, just a raging river of life is something that we desire and need. And I pray that as we look into your word, that by the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, you would teach us about it, that you would help, our, help us to desire it, to know and experience this in every way. So we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Ezekiel's River. So back up to the bones. Last week, if you were here, and if you're new here, welcome. We've been preaching a lot of really uh, intense images from this Old Testament prophet. Last week, it was these dried up bones that God brings back to life, gives them flesh and breath. And this is a whole new people that he's created. Then, as you read the next couple chapters, there's God's enemies. Are, it's a description of how God's enemies are defeated. And they're represented by this king Gog from Magog and in various ways uh, completely defeated. So now you've got a new people. The enemies of God and these people are defeated. Then you have, in painstaking detail, the dimensions of this new temple that's, that's built. And this angel of God is showing, giving Ezekiel a tour of this new temple. And it describes a perfectly symmetrical temple. And now that this new and cleansed temple is there, God's presence returns. So remember the first vision of Ezekiel? There was, the, there was these four beasts with four faces and they had wheels on them and they were holding up this vault and had God's throne and the, the glory of God is sitting there and Ezekiel sees this whole thing. Well, remember, he also saw that same chariot, throne, magnificent thing depart. When God said, I'm out of here, left his, his presence, left the temple. Well, then Ezekiel has a vision where he sees the same thing and he recognizes it. You can't forget it. So this thing comes back and God's presence fills this new temple again. So we've got new people, enemies defeated, a new temple, God's presence is there. And there's then described for three chapters, perfect worship of God, all the Priestly duties and the sacrifices are described in great detail. And as you read through it, it can be tedious. But here you, you see God present. He's worshipped perfectly. And then the last chapter of Ezekiel is all the people now are living equally spaced and symmetrically around this temple in God's presence. So you have God's people. His, God is at the center. And then there's this picture of flowing from God's presence is this River. And that's where we want to focus on the river today. The source of the river is, is the temple. It's God's presence. So whatever we see happen, we always remember that the source of this thing is God himself. It's flowing from where God is, and it's flowing out. And as it flows, we see that it gets a little deeper and deeper. So in verse 3, you know, Ezekiel's ankle deep. In verse 4, he's knee-deep, and then he's waist-deep, and then by verse 5, the river's too deep. You could maybe swim in it, but it's unpassable. It's just a huge river. And graciously, the angel of God says, we're going to get out of the river, sit on the bank, and let's take a look at what we see in this river. 
they see on each side of the river there's trees. What effect is this river having? It's flowing. It's flowing into the Dead Sea, which is the, the most salted you know, body of water you know, probably on earth, at least on that scale. And it's, the water is making this salt water fresh. And it's what was dead is now alive. And there's uh, lots of fish and various kinds of fish and all kinds of life. And verse 9 is the key verse here. It says, so where the river flows, everything will live. So wherever this river goes, life. And it provides, the life provides sustenance for others. So there's the fish, of course, and then on, in verse 12, there's fruit trees that are just constantly making fruit. The leaves of the tree can heal people. And it's because, it remind Ezekiel, in verse 12, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Ezekiel, don't forget, we keep going down, down, down this river, but remember, the source of the river is the very presence of God. The imagery here in this passage, I think, is obvious. This is a life-giving blessing that flows from God's presence, and it grows from a small beginning into something great and transforming and life-giving wherever it goes. That's the image here. It's a pretty vivid image. That's Ezekiel's river. But for those of you who are familiar with your Bible, you say, actually, I think I've seen these, this river before. In the very first pages of your Bible in Genesis chapter 2, there is a, a perfect creation that God has made, and he has placed humans in this perfect garden. I'll read it to you. This is Genesis chapter 2. It says, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In a river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. So this one river and a life-giving tree and fruit is flowing, and then it spreads into four great rivers of the ancient world. And now river systems typically, uh, first-order streams, second-order streams, they converge into one bigger river. But here we have a river that grows out into many rivers, uh, this watershed of Eden. And we know that the Garden of Eden was the perfect place. It was God made it good and perfect where his presence would be known and people could live in perfect peace and fellowship with God. It was paradise. But we know as you read the next chapter of, of the scriptures that the humans rebel against God. They go their own way. And they are, that, that sin enters the world and they are then banished from this perfect garden. They, they're made to go away and they are cut off. And in the world in which they have to live, there's, Thistles and thorns and toil and pain and death being cast out from that perfect garden. That's right at the beginning of the Bible. It's right there. You go to the end of your Bible, the very last chapter, in the very last page, Revelation chapter 22, we see another river. I'll read this one to you. Revelation 22, then the angel showed me the river. So this is an angel showing John, Jesus' disciple, giving him a vision of this, of what will happen at the end of time and what it will look like. So you have an angel giving a little tour of, of a river at the end of the Bible. 
uh, showed me the river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, that's Jesus, down the middle of the street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of that tree are for the healing of the nations. Where do you get this? It's the same river. It's the same river. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of, of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face. His name will be on their foreheads. There'll be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. This is, this is paradise restored. This is the Eden with God's presence in, in the, a river, a life-giving river and a tree of life at the end of time, that God's desire is to restore all things back to their original goodness and their original blessing. Uh, and, you know, we often talk a lot about heaven, especially when loved ones die. So okay, your loved one is in heaven. But really, the ultimate destiny of everyone who has faith in God, who has life, who's received new life in God, is a, a, a new heavens, a new earth, where it's all completely restored and rebuilt. And you don't need a temple because God is just there. It's all just his presence. And there's his throne with this beautiful life-giving river. And, and we're all there. And we live in, in that same perfection just uh, as it was before sin enters the world, before the fall. And there's no more curse. This is the God we serve. And therefore, we as people are people of hope, that we always have hope, that we know that our destiny is in God's presence in perfect fellowship with him in this beautiful paradise. No death, no tears. And as scripture says, what we face today, because we see death and we have tears and we have those things, the toil of just the toil of life. Scripture says all that stuff is light and it's momentary in light of this great and beautiful future. So we are people of hope. And that should give you hope today. However, it is a kind of a faraway hope, isn't it? Like I long for that day with that river full of fish and all the fruit we need and everything, all the healing that we need, is, it's perfect and done. But what about today? Because we still toil today and we, it, we, it's wearying in this world. Where is this river? Well, in Jesus Christ, we can know this river today. John chapter 7 describes Jesus. So Jesus came to this world to usher in God's kingdom. So God's kingdom will be known in its fullness, as is described, but God is unfolding it in the world today. We can experience it in part today in very real ways. And when Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of God is here. And he's ministering and he's teaching about it and he's demonstrating it. And there was this Jewish feast going on called the Feast of Tabernacles. It was like a Thanksgiving festival. And there was harvest and great time of celebration, a week-long feast. And Jesus doesn't even go up to the feast right away. He kind of goes in the middle of the feast. He shows up. And part of the Feast of Tabernacles is this is what the Jewish people would do. They would... Um, they would fill up vessels, special vessels with water from a, a pool of water in Jerusalem that was known for healing, healing properties. 
at the Pool of Siloam. And they would fill up these vessels and they would have a parade every day. And they'd parade through the streets with, this, with these vessels of water. And they'd go to the temple of God and they would pour out the water at the temple as an act of thanksgiving to God, celebrating the harvest and the rains that God had brought. It was all very symbolic. But when you're in God's temple, pouring out water, and now there's water flowing in the temple, you think, you're a good Jewish person, you think, Ezekiel. That there's this, vi- this future vision of water flowing right from the temple. So they do this whole festival. Everybody has a great time. And the festivals, it's the last day. And Jesus, they're all done. They're all packing up their stuff. Jesus stands up and he says, Who's still thirsty? John chapter 7. This is on the last and greatest day of the festival. And on the last day, they, they had these temporary, they would camp. It was a camping festival. They're all living in little tents. They're packing up their tents. They're all done. They're done celebrating. On this last day, Jesus stood and he says in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus said, this image that Ezekiel gives you of water flowing out, that water is going to flow out of you. You're going to be the temple. You're going to house God's very presence, the Holy Spirit. And that thing is going to create a river of life in you, flowing out literally from your belly. From, the, from your insides, it's going to be flowing. When God's pre- and where God's presence is, that life-giving water is going to flow. For us today, there is so much thirst in this world. And people will do anything to try to satisfy that thirst. And some people just simply die of their thirst. You know, they may be living, but they're, they're just dead thirsty. And de- just despair, depression, hopelessness, just dead. And some people try to satisfy it or numb out that thirst with um, temporary comforts, entertainment, or substances, alcohol, drugs, or just whatever quick high or pleasure they can find. And none of those things satisfy the thirst. Other people try to satisfy the thirst with good things, achievements in life and successes and um, satisfying with money or family or other more healthy pleasures. But again, those things never satisfy. The promise of Jesus Christ is this. And he said to a woman, he was was sitting by a well of water with this woman, John chapter 4. He said, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What an amazing promise that is. That all the other things you can pursue, if you believe in me and you receive this water that the Spirit brings, you will never thirst again. And we notice that not only is it to satisfy me and to fill me, but it's going to flow out of me. That this river is meant to flow forward to bring life and healing wherever it goes. That's you. 
that you are the temple, the spirit flowing in and through you to the world around you to be a blessing, to bring hope and healing in the message of Jesus, that through your words and actions, everywhere you go, this is what we call frontline ministry. This is in your place of work. This is in your home, in your neighborhood. This is in your school, that you have this thing flowing. It's not just for you so that you can worship God rightly and that you can feel better. Certainly, you will be satisfied. God will be glorified, but you will bless your world. So here, that's, that's the book of Ezekiel. New people with new hearts, with a, a, a new way of worship in God's presence. No fear of enemies and God's life-giving spirit empowering it all. And it's, it was for them and it was fulfilled partly in their lifetime, but Jesus comes and shows us what this means spiritually. And then one day in all of its fullness, we'll live there. Here's the name of that city. This is the place where it's going to happen. It's not, never called, it's not called Jerusalem. What's it called? Ezekiel 48, the very last line of, this war, of his book. He says, the name of the city from that time on will be, the Lord is there. It's the presence of God. It's God with us. Remember, when Jesus was coming on the scene, when Mary was pregnant, they said, this child is going to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And one of the last things Jesus said to his followers, he said, surely I am with you to the end of the age, that God is with us by faith. We put our faith in him. Remember, it's all about the source of the water. It's his very presence with us. And it flows in you and out of you to bless your world. That gives you hope for today and for all the future. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are a God who completely restores. That you are a God who created a good world that gets broken in sin, but you completely restore that. And through the work of Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on that cross to bring new life and healing to us, Lord, we receive it by faith. Lord, for those we know who don't know this, who go through their lives thirsty, seeking that thing that will satisfy, Lord, we pray that they would find you and find the satisfaction that only you can bring. Lord, we boldly pray that you would use us to be agents of your kingdom that bring this good news to others. Father, I pray that we would just continue to drink deep of your living water. Continue to fill us and empower us to be your people. We thank you for your word and for what we have learned during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to welcome up uh, Deanna Smith, who's going to play for us. And as she plays piano for us, I want you to think, especially for those of you who have been here for the last uh, month and a half or so, we just finished this whole long book of Ezekiel. And I just want you to ask yourself, or ask God during this time of silence, God, what do you, where do you want me to take from this? How have you changed me, Lord, during this time? How am I to live? And just reflect on that question as, as Deanna plays for us. Thank you. 